0: Welcome back to the Unnamed Podcast, a podcast where we speak about mental health and try to reduce the stigma against it and spread awareness about the topic in India. We are your hosts, I'm Sanek, and I have here with me two of my very dear friends. Over to you. I'm Siddharth and I'm Darshil. Uh, so in the last episode, we spoke about depression, um, what it was, what causes it and how one could identify the different reasons and how to cope up with depression this week, we'll be talking about anxiety. Now, depression and anxiety are often, you know, used interchangeably, but they are quite different conditions Uh, and they commonly occur together. Uh, They have similar treatments too. Statistics say that there are almost around 56 million Indians who suffer from depression and another almost 38 million Indians suffer from anxiety disorders. So, but the question is, um, what is anxiety? Siddhan, do you want to answer this? Sure. Well, to begin with,
1: anxiety is like, it's it's a very normal, and sometimes it's it can actually be a healthy thing. Mm-hmm. But like, when a person regularly sees disproportionate levels of anxiety, that's when it becomes a medical disorder. Mm-hmm. Uh, the American Psychological Association defines anxiety as an emotion that is characterized, characterized by feelings of tension, worried thoughts, and physical changes, like increased blood pressure. So the important thing is knowing the difference between normal feelings of anxiety and an anxiety disorder requiring medical attention. Um, it can help identify help a person identify and actually treat the condition. So today we will talk about the differences between anxiety, anxiety disorder, different types of anxiety, and the available treatment. Hmm. All
2: right. Dushil, would you like to? So, so anxiety is a normal reaction to many different kinds of events or situations in our lives. But um, it can be even helpful for us. Like um, I can give you an example. Suppose we are ha- I'm going to have a test tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So If I have a little bit of anxiety, it will help me perform better for yeah, it. Or even we can tell that um, if, um, if I'm having some work to do, it will help me to finish, in- finish it in time. Mm. And uh, some things, uh, some happy things like uh, moving to a new house or even achieving an important milestone that can also bring up anxiety but it's basically a part of being a human and it it becomes a problem when we become overwhelmed with it or we cannot manage it Mm -hmm. and um, anxiety disorders are mental illnesses which can have big impacts in our lives so people may avoid going about their daily lives in order to avoid anxiety. They may experience a lot of uncomfortable mm-hmm. physical sen- sensations or even physical health problems. And uh, many people even uh, say that they don't know that their anxiety is based on reality, but they feel trapped by it.
0: So yeah, what you said, Dushil. It's sad and it's but it's true, you know. The thing is, anxiety disorders can be treated, and. It is important to seek help if you are concerned about anxiety in your life. Usually, you know, normal anxiety is only related to a specific situation or a problem. Um, but it usually has a realistic response to some specific stimuli and some specific problems. And it only lasts as long as a problem occurs. But when somebody experiences anxiety disorder, they tend to feel anxious unexpectedly and it may go on for long periods of time, you know. And sometimes it also happens due to no reason at all, and that is something very crucial, you know, to find out the reason. Most often, like unrealistic anxiety, such as fear of a situation that would likely never happen, or you know, like having thoughts which may be very irrational to other people, but they like they become big reasons to you. Um, so, like anxiety would last for a long time, even if that situation or that problem has not been resolved then it's actually a disorder. This kind of anxiety may, you know, induce uncontrollable reactions, unmanageable emotions. And the person may avoid situations or things, you know, that could trigger anxiety symptoms. So like I could personally, I personally have gone through this while I was in a relationship about two years ago. Um, So, I, I know it's it's a bit personal so maybe it'll take a little bit of time for me to explain but uh, basically I was uh, in a relationship with a person who s- uh, seemed to be very available to me when she was around me but uh, but at the times when I really needed her she, like I don't even know if wa- my phobia was true or not but it seemed that she was not there and that kind of tri- triggered you know uh, a trauma based response uh, like anxiety i was always um fearful like am i heading in the right right space is uh, like uh, am, am the if is a relationship i'm in um actually a viable one or actually hel- healthy for me you know and like I, like uh, at one point that took took over my mental health so badly that i actually had to break it off and like even sometimes now i think that maybe it wouldn't have been that worse, and maybe it could have been something long term. But you know, my mental health did not support me, and that was the reason I had to lose someone.
1: Well, uh, I think that's like I can relate to that on a lot, like a lot, like a very big level. Mm-hmm. I also had um, like anxiety in a relationship. Well, not only a relationship, but like as a as like a whether be boyfriend, a friend, mm-hmm. or a son. Constantly feel like they're not good enough, and you're like, Hmm. you want to say so many things, but you're so like anxious to say them. Like, you don't know if they're yeah, they're like, you don't know if they respond in the way you want them to. But at the same time, you're like, I should tell them because if I don't tell them, well, I'm not expressing how I feel. But at the same time, you're like, if I do end up telling them and they don't respond in the way I want, then it'll you know, I wouldn't like it. You know, it'll be devastating, yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, the constant feeling of like not being, not being good enough. And like anxiety is just, it just stops you from reaching your full potential. Like your brain starts to create problems that don't even actually exist. Hmm. And you'll always assume the worst happens. Like you are or definitely a glass half empty kind of person. Yeah.
0: It definitely takes away the optimism in your life, right?
1: Yeah. so do you want to share?
2: experiences? Yeah. Uh, actually, Wait,
0: wait, Darsil, I think you're I you're uh, felt, facing, uh, facing issues.
2: Uh, I think I felt anxiety, like back then. But uh, is there a problem? Ah, yeah,
0: I, you're cut, 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 cut,
2: cut so i think i faced uh, anxiety in, at the beginning of lockdown like I, I i didn't realize it back then i realized it afterwards and i would like uh, i would stop going out and like i would sit all day and just watch netflix and it became a daily habit but afterwards i realized that i was uh, i had stopped doing what i used to do on a daily basis like go out or talk to people talk to my family also and i had just replaced that with watching netflix or just using instagram and that was uh, yeah i I think it was a bad face
0: yeah once we start going into that rabbit hole of you know constant dopamine hits so that's when like it's like you cannot actually you're trying to climb out but the hole just keeps getting deeper and deeper
1: yeah, like, I've had anxiety, I think I still have anxiety, but I have learned to manage it a bit better. But um, I've had anxiety since I think I was 12. But I don't really think I knew what it was at that time. Hmm. Like you just hear these terms, but you know, you live in an in Indian society, you're surrounded by Indian people who aren't very educated. Your friends are also just growing up, like along with you. So even they're trying their best to understand these stories. So yeah, I mean, like a great example of anxiety is right now. If you are watching the YouTube version of this, my video isn't on, and that's an anxiety problem because I am scared of, you know, what people will think of the way I look, etc., etc. So that's a good example in my opinion. But yeah, even to do this podcast, like speaking to people is really not my thing. But you know, like knowing that these there's people who relate to me, it's, it's much easier to have a conversation with them. If I was to have Conversation with people who are much older than me or younger than me and then face what I was facing that I wouldn't be able to speak as openly
0: as I did. Yeah, I think that oh, yeah. anxiety does, does that. It takes away, you know, your feeling of self-esteem, your confidence in your abilities. Your like it does not let you feel good about yourself. This, Definitely. The co- constant fears and traumas surrounding you, holding you back. Yeah, and like there are many even different types of anxiety orders. Like, um, Dashil, would you like to talk about them?
2: Uh, yeah, actually, um, according to what I know, there are four major um, anxiety disorders which are common, okay. which include generalized um, anxiety disorder, uh-huh. social anxiety disorder, uh, panic disorder and phobias mm-hmm. so firstly uh, general anxiety disorder it produces chronic or exaggerated worrying about everyday life mm-hmm. and uh, and the worry, uh, and the worrying can consume hours each day and even make it hard to concentrate anxiety disorder can even become exhausted by worrying and even experience um, nausea, headache and a lot of tension also. Mm-hmm. Social anxiety disorder, uh, disorder uh, on the other hand, causes intense fear about social interaction and uh, it is often driven by irrational wor- uh, worries about humiliation like um, saying something stupid or knowing, uh, not knowing what to say in certain situations. Mm-hmm. Someone uh, with a social anxiety disorder can um, can feel a bit awkward or um, may not take part in conversations I mean, or yeah. contribute to a class uh, with the ideas, and uh, this makes them feel isolated. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I think that's
2: awesome. us uh, in. So Siddhant, can you please?
1: Yeah, I can speak. Okay, uh, then there's panic disorder. Um, I think this is one that I really, really like relate to. Uh, It's characterised by panic attacks and sudden feelings of terror. Uh, It sometimes strikes repeatedly, constantly, and then like it comes with no words, it's just there. And then, um, sometimes it feels like you're having a heart attack. Like the panic attack feels like a heart attack, and it has like very powerful physical symptoms, which includes chest pain, heart palpitations, dizziness, shortness of breath, and stomach upset. Your heart rate will increase rapidly and you start like hyperventilating. So many people go to desperate measures to avoid an attack and they also like isolate themselves socially mm-hmm. because uh, many people when they, well, if you don't have the right people around you, having a panic attack doesn't seem ideal and you kind of just want to be by yourself. Yeah, you don't want uh, to be any, yeah. there
0: anything that can trigger it.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the last one is phobias. So for someone, I think we've all heard of phobias, yeah, okay. phobias is like a yeah. certain fear of certain things such as like certain places, events, objects that create like powerful reactions mm-hmm. and strong fear like in you, like they strike fear in you. Yeah. So uh, yeah, the things that trigger it, like it's it's very people, it, uh, the thing about phobias is it's very people specific. So, for me yeah, it's, it's very snakes. Yeah. And, yeah, for me it's snakes, I don't know why, but like thought I'd add that in there. Uh, yeah, so you need to realize, you know, the number of there's like a different number and different types of triggers mm-hmm. and they can just suddenly come in and take control over a person's life and doesn't allow you to be the best version of yourself.
0: yeah i think the phobias like uh, can sometimes also be you know affected by like traumas you had as a kid maybe you know the like, experience yeah that you've, realized, yeah so like for the most part we have talked about um what is anxiety different types of anxiety But I think what's really important is, you know, how to, how to deal with it, especially in youngsters where it is more, more common. So like, I I think the first step would be identifying the problem, you know? So like, for example, Mm. maybe if someone doesn't want to go to school or someone doesn't want to hang out with a particular friend or a group of friends, then that might be somewhere, somewhere to look for. Like if you know someone who is feeling like anxiety symptoms and you want to help them like i think and even if you personally feel that i think you should you should begin with identifying the problem identifying the uh the symptoms and then going to its roots and i i personally like something that has helped me a lot is writing like i, I don't like maintain a daily journal or something but like when i'm faced with intense um, emotions when i don't know how to process my thoughts when like There are are days when I just don't talk to anyone. I shut off my phone and I just isolate myself for like two or three days. And like I feel very bad. And I try to be productive. So so as to like distract myself. But I think um, what helps me most to face what I'm feeling and process my emotions is writing. Just writing down randomly whatever I'm thinking. And I think it really makes it clear when you read it afterwards. And even if you don't read it i think like uh, you like uh tell me you guys so when like you must have to- when you are feeling down or something you must have talked to your best friend or something maybe your parent maybe someone yeah. your cousin yeah. and all right so yeah. have you ever uh, gone through yeah. this like when you're talking to someone and like you are realizing things just as you're talking as you're creating the words yeah
1: you just you just keep saying things and you realize what you're saying you're not really thinking when you speak yeah. you're just saying it and uh, as you're uh, saying like you As you think the, of it, they, they get to know of it immediately. It's not like you had an entire thought in your head and then you said it. Yeah. Yes. So like, and even I it to the writing thing. Like in my notes app on my phone, I yeah. just have a bunch of yeah, yeah. notes. Which is just me uh, writing down my... I have just uh,
0: hundreds of notes. I just yeah. I mean, so, I think writing, writing can really help. Because like when you're blurting things out, when you're venting things out, it, I think they are coming out in their truest forms. And then when you are at a relatively sta- more stable phase, then you can, you know, go through your notes, go through what you have written, and then process those raw thoughts into rock-solid foundations for knowing knowing what problem you were facing, knowing the source of your troubles, yeah? Huh? Definitely. Like, shying away from your
1: like emotions is definitely not the treatment to it. Mm-hmm. You have to process them sometime or the other. If you leave them now, you leave it for years, they'll come back to you suddenly. So, better t- you deal with it. But you don't have to deal with it in
0: the moment, but eventually, hmm. when you are ready. And, you know, like, like we talked about to- uh, writing it down. So, I think, uh, I think it is kind of relatable. But like, I think the second most important thing would be, um, you know, listening to yourself and communicating what you're feeling, you know? So, yeah. when you communicate what you're feeling, it's you're necessarily doing more or less the same thing, you know? Uh, yeah. and and with that comes the added advantage of other people you know helping you process what you're thinking and like when you have a personal perspective about something you are biased right for example uh-huh. if i am mad at someone for some something that they have done i am biased because i don't like i have don't like what i've done but when i talk to someone else they can give me a, another perspective on why that is happening it's not about like anything specific but this can be this can be a very broad you know topic like talking yeah yeah i get it like you need you need like an objective set of eyes as well yes
1: yes like obviously you have your personal bias Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, another thing that helps i think is deep breathing this is something i do a lot like when i when something gets too much for me and i start panicking i just Like I'm often, I'm very often on zoom calls, especially the entire online situation. Something that's recently started giving me anxiety is Minecraft. Sounds very unrealistic, but like, I don't know. It just creates anxiety. So I just mute myself on zoom, take a few deep breaths and that usually makes me like a little better.
0: I think the practice that I use breathing is like breathe in for four seconds, hold for three seconds and breathe out for seven seconds. Yeah i feel
1: like that's too technical for people. No, <laughs> like, like i don't like a second <laughs> yeah, i'm just
0: like 1 2 3 4 hold for 1 2 3 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 kind of like that. Yeah like that definitely you know like count like if you count in your mind your mind is also cleared of other thoughts right. So yeah so, uh, definitely. Kind of yeah. Kind of helps right.
1: You should and when you take a deep breath you should probably put your hand on your chest like you know they do in 3d it's like that.
0: all this yeah, one situation yeah like yeah you can yeah. Actually, you feel your diaphragm rising and you know yeah uh, you actually in, feel what is like, yeah
1: yeah and then when you feel like your chest finally you know contract you feel a little better
0: mm-hmm.
1: don't contract, relax
0: mm-hmm. one thing oh, yeah. i i would like to suggest like which people shy away from in india is like um, you know it's like trying out psychotherapy or counseling you know talking to a yeah. um a psych- a psychologist or like a counseling prof- professional, because
1: I definitely agree with yeah,
2: that.
0: like in India it's
1: very difficult to get your parents on board with that. Type yeah. of stuff. If you say you want therapy, they start thinking you're weak. We already discussed this in a few podcasts, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah.
0: Like uh, in most mental health c- conditions, I think uh, talking to some someone obviously will give you a new perspective, and they are obviously trained to. Uh, process information much better than like anyone like most people in our lives would probably process our information in a wrong way right because they don't yeah. because it's hard to be objective like most people can't be critical always right yeah when,
1: when you have such like when your thoughts are just constantly you know like there's just a bunch of question marks in your head like you aren't going to think of what's practical and. You know, like you aren't going to be think rationally. You're just going to come up with a, few, a bunch of situations, most of them which are unrealistic. Mm-hmm. And but you know what's disappointing is that anxiety, like the situations you come up with when you overthink because of anxiety, often do end up being true, and then that ends into further downward spiral. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. so <laughs> like I another thing I read about was, you know, cognitive behavioral therapy know it's it's like um, it's uh, but uh, like it's basically in the same field as you know consulting a professional but cognitive behavioral therapy is like one of the flagship methods of dealing with anxiety related disorders so um, like in that uh, in that ther- in that particular type of therapy um, a professional will um, help the p- help the person f- feeling anxiety like release the thoughts and then they will make them judge th- judge whether that thought is actually irrational or irrational like once you like um, when we were very emotional our logical side of the brain stops working right so yeah. so like if we like once we get, uh, get it into our head that something is actually ir- actually irrational right so it would be much easier to deal deal with it and cognitive behavioral therapy is Something that, I, like, when I was reading about it, I was really interested about it, you know? And yeah. it, it's something that you should do if, you know, you have been having anxiety-related disorders for over six months.
1: Yeah, I also read about uh, exposure therapy, which is yeah. um when they make you, like, when, this is mostly for panic and mm-hmm. phobias, they actually make you face your fears and, like, your triggers, mm-hmm. In a which of, I don't think yeah, yeah in, a, in a controlled way, which I don't think is ideal for most people, but, you know, they often say, like, if you don't, like, try, then, you never like, you have to, so, yeah, but, like, it's in a very controlled manner, and, you know, it's you're working with professionals, so, like, yeah. it's definitely a good option, it's not like they just throw you in the deep end and leave you, there. It's like, if you um,
0: have a, you know, a phobia of, pe- like, uh, facing people on the stage, or, you know, social situations. Yeah. So they will help you. Like they will begin with, um, like letting you meet just one person. Yeah, talk, you start to talking to them, and then like uh, little by little, the g- size of the group will increase. And mm. so I think that I I am like like I'm not trained in this. Okay, so this is just what I've read, but I, yeah. I think yeah, that is how it works. Little like open, is, opening opening um, up your um dimensions and perspectives little by little. And mm-hmm. obviously, as you, yeah. as you said, like relaxation exercises, like yeah. Then yeah. Then
1: just to summarize, like I mean, not to summarize to conclude this meditation, and then this distracting yourself. Mm-hmm. Also, exercises could as well to it helps relieves uh, endorphins in the brain.
0: Yeah.
1: And then like obviously, there's medication.
0: Yeah.
1: Which I think. I think is... I think
0: that that should be the you know last resort. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, but like that's not to say that pharmacological help is bad. It's just that it should be like when' I don't you, think it's... when you use medication and uh, without any other forms of therapy, your body gets accustomed and yeah. kind of addicted to it like it exactly makes... like I don't think I don't think it should be the yeah. last
1: resort because it's bad, I think because it's difficult to control it once you get yes. onto it like. Yes. Then the body can't function without so, like, it. Yeah. Then you just start taking more and more. Then you're prescribed, and then in the long term, that's obviously not good. Like you feel good for a day, maybe a month, and then you, you're addicted. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. That's how you treat anxiety. Um. How would you guys help somebody? Like, if you know someone, like a loved one, how would you help them through their anxiety? Like, you know,
0: I think um, like the first step would be identifying the symptoms. You know, like. Yeah. Like if you if you see that someone is constantly sweating, constantly feel, feeling nauseated, like very restless, always in panic mode, or like regularly face, faces shortness of breath, or um, yeah. like like you're playing with someone and they're like easily like they're uh, tired within 20 to 30 minutes or something like that, you know, so yeah. this could be symptoms of physical, like this could be physical symptoms of, um, you know, anxiety related disorders. Um, it's okay. Like even like if when you and when you talk to someone you know um, if someone is kind of pessimistic about the future, um, always believing that the worst could happen, like always keeps worrying, very persistent about uh, pursuing problems like without solutions, or like like something like he, you know uh, even people who kind of resort to emotional blackmail sometimes because they have an, an all or nothing kind of Thinking, you know, um,
1: yeah, so, I yeah. Those, I, those kinds of thoughts. Yeah, could, could. I feel like I, I feel like, um, sorry, But I feel like uh, knowing what their triggers are, like learning about it, is important. Yes, exactly. Because, um, I can, if, yeah. If you're in a crowd or something, and you know that something is there that that's triggering them, you should. You know that they should walk away from the situation mm-hmm. when they're feeling. I think that's very important, as well as, um, like. People want different kinds of support. Like some people want full hands on support. Like they want you to be there and talk yeah, to okay. them and actually solve their not solve their anxiety, but like break down their anxiety. Where some people just want to, yeah. Whereas some people just want to be distracted. Like they just want to talk about something else. Like knowing what kind of support the other person wants is okay. different. Yeah.
0: And like like uh you, you maybe you talked about uh, being in a crowd. So like it could also be like uh, avoiding a particular situation or events you know and yeah. always needing reassurance that something you uh, like something they are about to do uh, might not work out and they constantly have to be reassured to even like uh, get on with it you know um they always ob- like being irritable in in situations or being easily frustrated yeah so, definitely I think, I think it's important to
1: communicate with the person and also like, um, you know, you need to make sure you tell them that, you know, you're there for them, regardless of what they're going through. Mm-hmm. I think that calms the anxiety down significantly. Um, yeah.
0: So, but like something that you should not do is, you know, try to, uh, like uproot the cause or take d- drastic actions, you know, because yeah like a person like if a person is facing any anxiety related disorder they are not very stable you know and if you try to make very rapid changes in their in the life it might do more harm good than good you know yeah, yeah. you have to you have to realize, you, have to realize
1: you, you cannot solve hmm. their anxiety yeah, yeah, you, can't, you cannot solve it them. Yeah. don't try and solve it for them like if they don't figure that out on their like own then they won't get anywhere you can help them take steps in the right direction, but they don't want you to solve it for them. Mm-hmm. They want to just get through it and they want to know that they have the right support. Yep.
0: Yeah. Uh, and, like, you should not confront them, like, very d- directly or in a, you know, negative connotation. Because, like, if you are always, always, like, uh, um, in a particular situation, you are doing this. Uh, in a particular si- situation, you are behaving like this. You know, that person is might actually, is actually facing from maybe low self-esteem or they're scared of something and you know pushing them like pushing them over the edge might damage that person even more and maybe even your relationship with with that yeah you're putting pressure on them
1: for no good reason so not ideal also like if you know somebody's triggers and you like and you still you know like make that situation happen then yeah, nobody can help you yeah,
0: exactly. You're lost, but you have to be cons- considerate. considerate yeah you if, have to considerate yeah. you could like uh, provide validation you know because uh, yeah. appreciation is very important for building a pe- person's self-worth and as well as for any person to be to have gratitude right like if you f- have faced a positive situation in your life a pleasurable outcome or uh, generally, good time with someone. You should appreciate that person. Yeah. Right. Definitely. Yeah. Like uh, even small acts of appreciation, like thank you or I'm really grateful that you did this. Uh, you can't you can't believe that how I am happy. I am that you're with me. So s- s- like, yeah. like even li- little little words can you know be take a big step you know in b- uh, boosting a person's uh, self image, self worth. Yeah, like
1: a small act of kindness goes a very long way. Like. Saying something as little as "I'm proud of you" can make a person feel yeah. like they can can completely change their mood. Exactly. You know, you should keep all that in mind, and you should always appreciate people around you, regardless of if they have anxiety or not. But especially those who think they like they they need to know more than mm-hmm. Also, one thing I'd say definitely from personal experience, something you should definitely not tell someone with anxiety is, "You look fine," is I think that is the worst thing you can tell them yeah. You can have anxiety and still look okay to other people, you
0: know. Yeah. Like
1: it's not how it works. Yeah, you,
0: but you, don't, you you can function, that does not necessarily yeah. mean that you are not feeling anything. Yeah. You exactly. yeah. should ex- express your concern, you know? Yeah. Like like I said, being considerate and like knowing what they're going through. And like even if you get a little hint, you know, showing concern that like like initially, anyone with anxiety will be dismissive when someone t- tries to get them to open up, right? Yeah, definitely. But like, yeah. yeah, not pushing them too much, but just letting them know that you are with them if they if, if they need to talk, or you know, yeah. Sh- showing that you are like uh, they can talk to you without being judged, without feeling yeah. suffocated.
1: Also i think actions are much louder than words obviously so like don't don't just say it, back it up like yeah. actually be there for them when they like,
0: yeah. you know and you know sometimes mm. um like i had, i had a uh, i had a mentor so he he used to tell me that uh, you know a good friend and a good conversation is 70% listening mm. you know like if, yeah. if you want to be friendly with someone, if you want to be good at holding up conversations, if you want to be good at showing someone appreciation and showing them that you are there for him, for them, you have to learn to, you know, kind of, like, to be blunt, you have to learn to shut up. You have to listen and you l- listen actively, not even like uh, just, yeah. just being there and doing something else. You have to listen and, you know, give affirmations. So. Okay. That's, that's, that's how you actually show them that you care. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And, uh, I think when we are having a conversation with them, if we bring up the past, sometimes it can actually help like a good moment from the past. It can remind them of uh, being optimistic as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that can also backfire. I think like, it depends on what you bring. Mm-hmm. Like if you, uh,
1: if suppose you have a, if suppose you have a significant other and they are, they are like, they have a lot of anxiety. You know, they're going through anxiety, um, bringing up something from the past, which they probably, buried deep down, I don't think that's a good idea, but it can be used both ways. Yeah,
0: like like, uh, like when someone is feeling down, you could use, uh, you could remind them of good experiences or you could ask them, for example, what was your favorite memory of your childhood or what was the favorite present that you ever received, you know, or what was like Mm. maybe uh, what was the favorite trip that you ever went to. Sometimes just making of small conversations, you know, can uh, help distract that person and that distraction may actually help cheer up that person because like after they are kind of, you know, in a good place, they are at a better position to um, you know process what they're feeling. You know?
1: Yeah, I I agree yeah. with that.
0: So, I think I think we covered most of the points. So Yeah, that's a good
1: uh, yeah, discussion.
0: Yeah. Uh, and like
1: We'll definitely be back with more content on anxiety. But as a general perspective, I think we've covered
0: everything. Yeah, I think. And I would again like to encourage everyone who is going through any form of mental health disorder or even f- f- feeling a little down, feeling, you know, feel like you want to harm yourself or feel like you are about to do something that you might regret. Just feel free to reach out Reach out to us. We'll um, provide all the l- links to it dis- links in the description like from sources where you could read more about this uh, do a little bit of research yourself and we'll also like add our socials down so just feel free to contact us anytime you want and if there is any kind of professional help you need we will we will surely uh, direct you towards right sources uh, yeah. so um, signing off um, good night guys and next we'll see you next week with another podcast bye